Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Oh, it is another edition of the IOS podcast. Jack, I was getting to the point where I thought they just might all be great yos. I thought, you know, it was a new era. All the yos would be fun. I wouldn't have to do the whole uh, thing. But alas, we're here. Aranola is still Aranola. Somehow. The bats have gone cold. Good times, pal. What a start. Especially because, like, I don't know about you, but I was so excited to record this podcast Monday night. Like, if we had recorded Monday night, it would have been such a magical, beautiful thing. Less magical. Less beautiful. How are you, pal? Nevertheless, here we are. Here we are. are. You know, it's, uh, it's quite annoying that we already have to do one of these podcasts. <laughs> we're back. We joked about we're being well, like we're back when the Phillies were back, but that was that was that was bull crap. Like we're back now. This is this is what we do right here. Three Welcome. and three. Yeah, yeah. Three and oh, three. It's it's you know, we're we're right on, on track. <laughs> I just I just don't know why it, it has to be this way. Like I swear to God. Like I, I literally, I swear to God, if this lineup was in any other city, they'd score like ten runs a night. I really do believe that. Like I think, cause it just doesn't make any sense to me why they can't score right now. And like I don't, I, I do not care that they scored six runs today. Like it was mostly garbage time. Like mostly when the game was out of out of reach. Like I just, I don't care. I, I don't view today as a positive offensive game. I know they came back on, on Monday. I don't view that as a positive offensive game. It showed that, hey, we can score quickly. Like, awesome. Is that going to last for, for a 162? I, it's just 
I think it's I, I I just think they're cursed. I really do. I just think they're a cursed <laughs> franchise. I, 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 it shouldn't Man. be this. It shouldn't be this excruciating. How I don't the know. tides have turned. Well, I just don't know what I don't know what we did. Why? What did we do to deserve this every single year? Every single year, what did we do? I don't know what was so bad about it. We had one. We the, we're the losingest franchise in the history of sports. Uh, we you know we have like they have one World Series in 1980. One in 2008, we have two real runs in the history of the franchise, and everything else is just pure misery. And it's just like, what did we do? Is it because we let the A's Man. leave? Like, wh- but why? Why is it? And I, I know, I know it's six games in the season. It's six it, games. I know, I know. And you I know, and I, I literally know. did a radio show. Hold on, what time is it? It's nine o'clock. <laughs> so, like, less than 12 hours ago, we did a radio show. And we said, calm down. It's all good. Don't worry. <laughs> now, you're, now you're done. I'm not done. I Like, here's where I'm at, James, is that I know it's six games. I know that it's early in the season. I know they'll eventually start hitting. It's just like, <laughs> maybe it might be all Aaron Nola's fault. I don't know. It could be. Like, it just... Having to deal with that is just, and you know, I tweeted today, like, if he's this bad, like, they're not going to be able to compete this year. And, like, obviously not. Like, it's a pretty easy scenario. It's like, well, it's early. It's like, no, it's not. It's two and a half years of this crap. Um, So it's like, I just, I know it's early. I know this is like an overreaction. I'm just really frustrated. And I just, I just, I want them to be normal. And I want them to be a good baseball team. And I know there's highs and lows in a baseball season. And, <coughs> I just, I just almost choked on my own water, uh, which is awesome <laughs> and really a good sign for this podcast. I'm Would have been fitting. Would have been I'm fitting. I'm over my last twenty-one. I haven't won a bet since Saturday. It's just things aren't going great right now, and I hate the Mets. I hate that team. I hate those fans. I hate that they come down here and they they go up by like two runs and they act like they're winning the World Series. Um, and I just hate that we're here. I really do. I hate that. I already have this. I just have this overwhelming feeling that we overrate this baseball team, and I just I feel like an idiot, and I I need this weekend in Miami to go well. Yeah, well, good thing they're in Miami. I mean, it's never never been a problem down there. I no, mean, everything's yeah. It's totally they play not their, been they a play their they play their time. their best baseball yes. in Miami. I mean, always. <laughs> I just, um, look, I feel you. I feel your pain. The Nola thing. I mean, the, the, you know, the flip to that is, you know, if Nola can be bad, if Kyle Gibson's going to be, you know, Cy Gibson. So think about it that way, Jack. You didn't think about that, did you? Um, no, I didn't. I can't wait to see what he does tomorrow night. I'm sure everything will go well. Cy Gibson. I, uh, I feel you, man. And then, no, I think Nola, it's just that he's like, if you had to pick one guy, like from 2018 to now, who's like the symbol of this team, you know, high hopes in it for a while, collapse down the stretch when it's most important. I mean, it's, it's Aaron Nola. He is the Phillies. He is the perfect Phillies, the perfect example of the Phillies. So I get it. I get it. I will like, I'm not a, funny enough, maybe for the first time in the history of this podcast, I'm not as down as you, you know, I'm bummed. I'm tired. I was really looking forward to doing a fun podcast. It's clearly not that, but it is six games. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to overreact. I still think the things that we thought prior to the season are true. They're going to hit, you know, I agree with you about this gate, this day, not being a, 
a positive offensive day. Like I look at it as they scored one run. Every run that they scored after the one run feels meaningless to me. So I, I, I get it. I'm with you on that. And I'm frustrated with Girardi. We'll get into that. Nola is really just the worst. I mean, I, I, I passionately dislike that guy. You know, he is, he is this, as I said, the symbol of all that is wrong with the Phillies, but I'm not ready to, to be, I'm not ready to go down that, that rabbit hole of, of, we were wrong. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. Well, yeah, I can't you, do it, Jack. I yeah. Can't do well, you, it's hard. I, I know it's hard to pace yourself over 162. If you, <laughs> if, if you I, it seems it. like you're doing a good job of it, so I'll just follow. Oh, you. I'm handling. I'm handling this well. I guess. I guess my thing is like, it's just I come on. I come on here and I I genuinely just tell you how I feel. Like it's just it's just how I it's how I feel today, and I'm I'm beyond frustrated. Like I just. The Nola thing is just such a letdown and it's such a downer. And it's like, I want to love Aaron Nola. I really do. Cause I think he's a good dude. Um, and he's one of our guys. Like, like Aaron Nola is a hometown guy. And in 2018, it was freaking magical, man. Like it, it was every start was like, wow, we get to watch one of the three best pitchers in the NL. Um, and like I, I remember thinking about his first playoff start and how playoff Nola was going to be a thing. And, you know, he struck out Bryce in Washington. It's like, Oh my God, this is unbelievable. Um, and then, you know, I got, I thought I talked about it on the air today, but like I watched him versus Scherzer on my honeymoon. Like I, like Aaron, like Aaron Nola was a homegrown guy that turned into a top three Cy Young guy. And like two and a half, three years later, I'm just, I'm just done. Like I, I, I He's like the James. I could talk myself into just about anything on this baseball team. Like you, you put it in front of me. Yeah, we've spend, heard it. I don't think that's a statement you really need to qualify any further. I think everyone listening to this podcast knows that you could do that. No one's better at spinning things. I, I, I can't physically do it anymore with Aaron Nola, and I haven't really tried because I just know that he's gonna let us down. I and I. And I, I am at the point where it's like, not just him, James. Like, I think my main message tonight is like, show me you know how to win. Like, I don't want to have this whole, like, you guys are winners. Like, this whole belief that they know how to win. I, I need them to just show me you know how to win. Show me you know how to do the little things it takes to win a baseball game. Like, show me you're a smart baseball team. Show me, Aaron Nolte, you can show up. Like, show me Joe Girardi... You know how to manage a freaking bullpen. Show me you know how to press the right buttons. Why is every instinct that Joe Girardi has wrong? I, I don't understand. Maybe it's just being a manager in Philadelphia. Like Gabe has turned into one of the best managers in the sport now. <laughs> now, I mean, it does help to have uh, 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 that front office. Out, yeah, Farhan, that front office out there. So that helps. It's just show me. And uh, listen. I'll, I'll probably if they take three or four this weekend in Miami, I'll, I'll be. Oh, we'll be we'll be right. back. Right, and like it'll be fine. It's just like I, I I can't help but feel like I'm watching the same crap over and over again, just a more talented crap. <laughs> yeah, look, I think it's uh, it's a fair point, and I'm not gonna look. We talked about it even in our excitement. For the season, even in our our ninety win haze and and the NL East haze and all that, we we acknowledge the fact that you know they're the Phillies 
<laughs> this is this is no sure thing. You know, would we be surprised at all if at the end of the season we look back and say what you said earlier in the podcast? I feel like an idiot. No, it wouldn't be surprising at all. In fact, if we were right, it'd probably be more surprising if they actually figure it out under a good team. That'd be more surprising. So, you know, nothing you're saying, I think, is anything that any Phillies fan isn't feeling, thinking. Like, don't, you James, know. James, you watch baseball. I watch baseball. Yes. Everyone listening to this podcast, podcast watches baseball. Don't you think if they were in another city, they'd be off to like a, like a six and two start? <laughs> like, don't you just feel that way? Or whatever they're three and three, whatever they'd be off to a five and one start. I don't know. It just there ha there has to be something about this base. I don't know what I don't know what we did, but there's too much talent. They're just they're they're well, they're, they're good I enough. Mean, they, they're the losingest franchise in the history of sports. I know. So. I know. Yes. Yes. I know. I know. I don't know. But I just like because sometimes James, you can just tell on paper if a team's good or not. Like I don't know how. Like on paper, they're a good baseball team. How is this already starting six games in where it's, I, I feel this way. I don't know. I'm just long day. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> long it, it's, day. It's been a long day. Honestly, I, I'm, I'm tired. I'm frustrated. I'm with you there. And, and cause it's, cause it's the same thing, right? I get it. It's the same thing. It's the same way they're losing games. It's the same frustrating brand of baseball. It's, you know, winning a, a thrilling come from behind win on Monday against the Mets and then losing two straight against the Mets. It's like, it's what they do. You know, it's, it's uh, every time we ever feel like this team finds something or feels special or has a moment, they find a way to just, you know, take a dump all over it the next day. It's, it's just like, I mean, there's a reason. Remember that eight game winning streak? It was like, holy crap. Because they only won four games in a row for like five years or whatever it was or longer. It's crazy. Like this team can't seem to, you know, feel like a good baseball team for more than a week or two at a time. And I think that's why it's so frustrating. And you look, I'm with you, man, it's the Mets. I think that that magnifies it. Like I hate them. And, and seeing Max Scherzer in a Mets uniform made me so mad, you know, wait. Way angrier than I expected. It was weird, too. It just felt weird, and I hated it. But it made me, like, actually mad to see Max Scherzer in a Mets uniform. I hated everything about it. And, again, watching Aaron Nola on the other side, and to your point, thinking back to 2018 and, you know, what we thought the future was going to be, the fact that Max Scherzer at, like, 75 years old is still a thousand times better than Aaron Nola, like, that sucks, man. It sucks. It, it makes me angry. Like, what are we doing here? But, I, look, I, I'm not... I, I get it, but I, I, I think that I think the thing that makes me somewhat hopeful, which is not a word that probably is should be used with this team right now, but that makes me hopeful coming out of this weekend is that I know they're gonna hit. You know, I know they're cursed, but even still, like even a curse can't stop this lineup, right? Right, right. I mean, Nick Cassiano's not gonna bat two fifty. Like Kyle Schwarber's not oh, gonna bat one fifty. Cassianos is hot right now. Yeah, he he's is, like he is one of the few. The but the point is, like at the end of the year, we're gonna look up and they're they're gonna be where they're supposed to be. So I, I can't. We think I can't. I'm not gonna freak out because look, the outside of Nola, which is worth freaking out about. Every Phillies fan should freak out about Aaron Nola. Zero Phillies fan should have any faith in him. No one should expect him to go out and 
shove, as it were, in a good spot. Like, nobody. Like, this dude stinks. He is a loser. He is a flat-out loser. And until he does it for, honestly, he could be awesome the you know rest of the season until September, and then once September 1st hits, I'm still not going to believe he's going to be good until he's good in September. So, you know, long time till we're going to feel good about Aaron Nola. But I do still think that the lineup's going to hit, and you you look at everything else that happened over, you know, the the first few games since we spoke, you know, the last three games since we spoke, the Mets series, you look at everything, it's you feel better about the bullpen than you did coming into the season, right? I mean, I do. I feel good about Kyle Gibson. I feel fine about Zach Eflin. I feel really good about what I saw out of Zach Wheeler after all the shoulder stuff and the worries and all that. Like, he looked good, man. Like, you know, first inning was rough, and then he figured it out. And then Girardi left him in too long. That's another thing you can definitely feel bad about is Joe Girardi. But, you know, Ranger, I'm, you know, I'm not worried about yet, but, you know, obviously wasn't good. But I do think that if you believe that this offense is going to hit, which I do believe, I'm okay. I'm okay. I think Nolan Girardi are the two things that, you know, I had. And honestly, it's not like I had real hopes for them, you know, changing, but I hoped for better. And I think they might not be better. But otherwise, I'm still not ready to give up. on. And obviously, no one's giving up after six games. But, like, I'm not. I'm okay. It was frustrating. It was against the Mets. It was all frustrating. But they're going to hit. They'll hit. They will. And it'll be okay. Like, they'll, 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 they'll be fine, I think. <laughs> um, it's like, so I think it comes down to Nola, Girardi, and, like, Strikeouts for me just drive me crazy. Maybe I'm maybe I'm more of a uh, old school baseball fan than I thought. Like, and maybe it's also because Clayton Kershaw got pulled at the perfect game today, which just bothers me. Um, the and I don't know, it just the whole thing is annoying. But I hate um, it. I hate like it. Be- I hate it. Dave Roberts should be sent to pasture. Like, are you kidding me? Did you see the stat by the way? That there have only been two pitchers in the history of baseball that have gone seven perfect innings and been pulled out of the game. And Dave Roberts did it both times. It's Rich Hill and Clayton Kershaw. Like, oh. and Rich Hill, at least he's thirty-eight years old or whatever. Like, man, at the time, like that was an embarrassment. At eighty pitches, like baseball should be embarrassed. Dave Roberts should be embarrassed. Everyone in that organization should be embarrassed. Like that was a travesty of baseball. Yeah, and it's it's just like it's it's too it's too thinking with the numbers. Like I. I just let, let let us see if we can witness history. There's been 23 perfect games. 23 ever. There's Jeff Passon tweeted out. There's been over 220,000 starts made in the history of the sport. And 23 of them have been perfect games. Like, and this is one of the greats. He's a hall of famer. He's done everything in the sport you could do. Like, let the dude go for the perfect game, especially if he's at 80 pitches. It wasn't like he was at like 110 through seven. It's crazy, Jack. It's crazy. It is crazy. It is. It is. And that's that's just bothersome from the, the whole sports perspective. But, um, yeah, like, here's the thing. I, I, I'm frustrated. And, uh, all right. I think I've had 17 minutes to breathe here, James. All right. I think we're back. I can take, I can take a deep breath. Okay. So, I think the bullpen's pretty good. Like, I know <laughs> – I think the bullpen's pretty good. It's just, like, every time I feel good about the bullpen, like, Girardi leaves him in for one more inning. You know, like maybe even on this podcast, he's leaving this podcast on for an, an extra 10 minutes and we blow yeah, up. At the end. You're so right. This, uh, this should be a 50 minute pot. It'll be yeah. an hour. And that last 10 minutes is going to be a disaster. Yeah. Like, 
I feel really good about Nick Nelson. I feel pretty good about Chris Sanchez. I felt really good about what Bailey Falter did today. And then it's like, oh, you know what we're going to do? How about an extra inning and push it? And um, so, yes, uh, the bullpen as a whole, I feel good. And for the first time in uh, in a long time, I think there's at least three names that I can trust on most nights. Of course, it's baseball, so they're going to blow it, and it's going to – uh, you know, the, the, I'm sure this comment will blow up, but um, I think on most nights they can trust Canable. Most nights they can trust Sir Anthony. How about I mean, Sir Anthony in the the fourth today oh, was was actually smart. You know, I'm glad I'm glad he did it. Um, probably should have used him for McNeil, but whatever. Um, and Familia is the one that could come back. Uh, you know, backfire on me because he's just been frustrating his entire career. But also, he has produced, and it's not like his stuff has massively declined. Like his just, you know, command has declined. So, at least with those three guys, they have three more guys in the bullpen that we've trusted in, in, in years past. And I'm not going to go there yet. But two good outings for Brad Hand, a a completely normal one, two, three save, which was shocking. Um, fastball the most was up shocking in- thing that has happened yet this season. Yes. Without uh, a doubt. Fastball is up to 94, which is good to see. I thought it had a, a little bit of sync to it, which is really important because his fastball has been like hit at a 270 clip, which is ridiculous. Um, and, you know, the slider is still the slider. It still plays. It even played last year when he when he had a down year. So if he can get that fastball back to a respectable level and that slider is still there, um, you know, maybe there is something with Brad Hand. And um, the other thing, I, I, every, time he, every time he throws the baseball, I kind of like wonder how his elbow just doesn't fall out because it's pretty much just all elbow. Um, so good for Brad Hand for, for staying healthy. But so I'll say that. The, 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 those four in the bullpen on most nights, I feel pretty good about. And then you sprinkle in Alvarado, who looked really good today. We'll see what Nick Nelson continues to do. Um, the one guy who is officially on my do not trust list and got optioned after the game. And maybe this is just to kind Connor. of and I, I Connor Brogdon was like truly one of the, my guys. I, I really, really liked Connor Brogdon. Um, but that was also the Connor Brogdon that was 97 to a hundred. And now he's like 94. And it's just like, when I watch him right now, I don't have that feeling in my gut that everything's going to be okay. Like he got out of a jam last night. Um, and it was like, Oh, that was lucky. Like JT had to make a throw and DD had to make a crazy good tag at, at shortstop. So, um, Brogdon is officially on the do not trust list until, um, further notice. And hopefully it goes down to AAA and, and gets his velocity back up to where it needs to be. So, you know, on, the, on a collective, I'll say the bullpen is good. Like people being surprised that the, like, I don't know, seventh guy in a bullpen wasn't locked down is, is a little ridiculous. Like, I'm sorry. The game wasn't able to keep close when we're, when we're at the, the bottom of the barrel there a little bit. Um, and then, the, and then the rotation, I mean, I think you laid it out pretty good. I mean, I think we can, I think Gibby is, is solid. Eflin is solid. Ranger more upside than what he showed in start one. Wheeler, very, very encouraging start one as, as he builds himself back up. I mean, Ranger and Wheeler are pretty much on a spring training like um, thing right now, which is frustrating because obviously they start the game with 13 straight games. So you're relying on a, a lot of bullpen situations with those guys only be able to go, I would think they'd be able to get up to 80 uh, next outing. And then it's Nola. And obviously he's incredibly frustrating. And, you know, it's just when, when days like today happen, James, and you already know Zach Wheeler's on a pitch count and you know Rangers on a pitch count, Nola can't, 
pull that crap. And I, it, it, it's baseball. It's going to happen. You're going to have bad days. But like he went, <laughs> he went like three and two thirds, and the rest of the game had to be used by your bullpen as you head to Miami. and You don't have an off day. Uh, for for yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. So like that's the kind of crap that can can just add up. And that's what makes today so frustrating because this is going to have a trickle-down effect to the rest of the team. So the first 18 minutes were how I genuinely felt about (laughs) today and the current state of the Phillies and how cursed they are. This last five minutes, we're back. It's just the start of the season. It's just six and uh, three and three. Everything's fine. I love it. And look, the other part about the Noah thing that you said there, too, that you didn't add in is – is it's also against Scherzer. You know, I know that's just a slot in the rotation and all that, but you want your dudes to to bring it against the best guys, right? I mean, if Nola, if the Phillies make the playoffs, Nola's going to be facing someone good in whatever playoff game he's pitching in, you know? And obviously the thought of Nola in the playoffs is honestly one of the scariest things I could possibly think about with the Phillies, as sad as that is. Playoff Nola, what a legend that was. Um, but you know, you want him going up against Scherzer, like you said, in this spot where they really need him to give some innings to, to bring it, you know, it's like every time there's any sort of stakes to a baseball game, we get the worst version of him every time, you know, every, at least since 2018, every time. And it's, yeah, incre- I literally, I think <laughs> Elliot texted us today. Like when was, when was the last time you'd say he stepped up? I legitimately think it was the, the 2018 start, uh, where he the boss, it was the Boston start. It was that 2019, right? The Boston start. No, the Boston. Well, the Boston one in Fenway was 2018. Oh, was it really? All right. Then never mind. Never yeah. sent my comment. Who could forget? I mean, yeah, it was amazing. It was ma- what a Boston. magical night that was. Um, yeah. Yes. All right. Let's, uh, let's get to the bone thing. We are, we're 20. Three twenty-four minutes into this podcast, just and, bad at our job. Yeah, I mean, it's the single biggest job. thing that happened with the team this week, even despite the last two losses. Um, all right, the whole thing. You know, I'm sure everyone listening knows. You know, Boehm has the three errors and in three innings on Monday night. They end up coming back to win the game, but at a certain point, coming off the field, he turns to Didi and he says, "I bleep and hate this place." And Twitter goes nuts, and everyone's trying to figure out, did he say that? Did he say something else? All that. And then to his credit, after the game, the dude came out and owned it. Accountability said, yeah, I said it. It was stupid. I was in the middle of a moment. It was emotional. I'm sorry I didn't mean it. And the next night, the Philly fans shout out to to Philadelphia because we all know what great fans we are. We always talk about how passionate we are. We're the best fans in sports, all that stuff. But, but that was a perfect example of why. It was a Perfect example down at Citizens Bank Park when Alec Bohm comes up to pinch hit in the eighth inning. The Phillies fans get on their feet and give the dude a standing ovation after he said he bleeping hated them. He bleeping hated them the night before. And the quote goes everywhere, but because this dude stood up and took some accountability and took it on the chin, everyone gave him a standing ovation. And you know, I think it was an awesome moment. And I'm frustrated because we talked about this on the radio today and you had a great point. You had a great point saying, hey, wouldn't it be awesome if this moment meant something to this team, right? If this team looked and said, wow, Philly's got our back. Like, let's go out today and, and crush for them and, and, and dominate. And, and the moment itself was so awesome. And it's one of those things to, you know, I hate to, Lean into this, but but that's a video yearbook moment. The back to back, right? I mean, that's, oh. that's, a, that's a video yearbook moment that will be there. But 
What was your take on kind of the whole thing? Obviously the bone thing, but then what we talked about today where, where how frustrating it was, where it seems like, you know, every time the last few years that this team has a moment like Luke Williams or or the, you know, whatever, the Mets series, this, that, there's so many things. The where Bryce we, Grand Slam. The Bryce Grand Slam, where we're like, oh, this is it. Let's go. It never, they never seem to grab it and run with it. Well, even bamboo, even the the home run hat. Yeah, they, they never, ever capitalize um, on this stuff. It was, listen, it was a great moment. I did find it hilarious that he got cheered again today. Like he's now one of the most popular athletes <laughs> in the city. Like the guy, the guy said he bleeping hated this place. And two days in a row, he's getting standing <laughs> like, like borderline standing ovation today just for being a pinch runner. Like, ah, you know, it's, 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 it's pretty hilarious. Pretty hilarious. Yeah, it's, the first it's one something. was great. The second one. All right. We got it. Yeah. It's like, all right. <laughs> I mean, come on. He did say yeah, whatever. Um, you know, looking back on it, it's completely fair. Cause I bleeping hate this place right now. too. So, <laughs> so I'm with you. Pal. Dude, we, we, I, I, I said this the other day, but like, and I'm sure other people have said it too, but we all need I bleep and hate this place t-shirts. I mean, that's the best. Oh, there are. Idea. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure there, I'm are, sure yeah. there is. But that that's a perfect t-shirt. Yeah. So um, listen, he said it. Uh, I was frustrated because it's like, hey, man, uh, the city didn't make you make three errors. Yeah, it's very, very true. Very like, true. No matter no matter where you go, you're <laughs> if that's in Colorado, Kansas City, whatever. If you make an three errors in the first three innings of a game and you finally make a routine play, uh, they're going to mock cheer. You. Yeah. So, there's going to be a Bronx cheer no matter what in every single city, assuming there are actual fans in the stadium. You never know in certain places. Well, the cardboard cutouts, I think. would have done <laughs> as well. You're right. You're right. So, so, uh, yeah. So that was a, a little annoying. And also, I mean, you know, you've been you've been in the minor league slash up here for this is his third year, like the you know, third year, and I just haven't seen any improvements from third base. Like I'm sure he's working on it, but it's just again, it's one of these things where it's frustrating for I think most Phillies fans, where it's like, this has been the thing that we need you to do if you want to reach your potential. It's frustrating that you don't, that you haven't been able to do that yet. So, um, yeah, it's just like it's frustrating. The first reaction was to blame the city for or being mad at the city for a, a mock cheer, like. Admittedly, I think that's always hilarious. I'm sorry. I, I always think it's funny. Um, so that was frustrating, but obviously stepping up and doing that. And I, I do wonder if it was it was some of the veteran players like, hey, this is, you know, just just own it. Um, and and I wonder if they kind of were like, hey, uh, this is kind of a, an opportunity to, to maybe stand up and just be accountable. That's all they really want anyway. Um, and it was, it was a really, really good moment. It was a good moment for the city. Um, you know, I think <laughs> I, t I tweeted this last night, but uh, I just, I bet the national media was just so perplexed as to <laughs> how he got a standing ovation after he said he, he bleep and hated this place it's because it, it's not, th it's not that hard to play here. Just, just, just be accountable. And, and when you, when you mess up and, and whatever, just, just be honest. It's not that hard to be honest. It's, it's really not. So, um, I really appreciate it from Alec. He could have easily lied and said, Oh, I was just talking about, I yeah, I hate these plays. plays. There were people on Twitter saying that was definitely what he said. He could have so easily done that. Yeah. And, and, and credit to him. He didn't. And I hope it's one of those things that 
kind of springboards him for the rest of his career here. Like Alec Bone figuring it out here would be unbelievable for this team. It would be it's it's the best outcome uh, outcome that 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 could could happen here. So you know, hopefully it's one of those things where we're looking back and three thousand hits later, he's oh. like, hey, <laughs> yeah, I said I believe in hey this place and. I do. All I did was admit it, and look where look where I am. Now uh, I'm making, a Hall making, of Famer. Now I'm a Hall of Famer, Thanks and shout out to James and Jack for, <laughs> for, for for all the 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 accountability that you guys showed in all those years doing the Iowa's podcast. Yes. Sorry, we never got yes. a playoff appearance. Sorry, it's been 35 <laughs> years now without a playoff appearance, but the podcast is pretty good. So, but I got a lot of Listen. hits for you guys, right? I mean, so. Yeah, 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 everything's fine. As uh, long as long as he doesn't call uh, St. Louis baseball heaven when he gets traded there, uh, I think I think everything will be okay. So, yeah. um, yeah, it was a it was a really cool moment, and um, I'm curious to see how the video yearbook treats it. And it's uh, <laughs> I'm I'm annoyed that they couldn't even make it cool for a day. They yeah. had to ruin it. That, that's day the and most a half frustrating later. part because it was a cool moment. And I agree with everything you said. I hate that his first thought was to say what he said in the moment. But again, you know, taking the accountability and, and really how Philly looked handling it was, was all awesome. It was really awesome. And it was a great, you know, sign of what this city is and what it's like to play here and, and what you could be if you handle things right here. And like you said, it's not that hard, man. He just didn't lie. That was it. He said he bleeping hates us. And then he just didn't lie about it. And we're like, we love you, man. You're great. You're the best, Alec. Thanks for playing in Philly. Like, it's so easy. It's so easy. Dude, like, I'm just, imagine if Ben did that. Like, just imagine, I just, I'm curious to see what the reaction would would have been. I don't know. Um, But yeah, it is pretty comical. I don't know any other place that would have treated it like that. Like, probably Boston, maybe Chicago. Um, I don't know about New York, um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's just one of those uh, things that makes us us, and uh, one of those things that I just it's it's part of why I love this place, and I I wouldn't want to go through torturous baseball with any other city. Yeah, dude, uh, tell me about follow it. Follow me on Twitter and get mad. Tell me about it. Yeah, <laughs> and, and look to the third base point. You know, I hate to say it, but you know, I don't think he's ever gonna get better. <laughs> face you know he i feel like i feel like he could work every hour every day for the next five years and not get markedly better at the position like he's just bad at it he's just ofi and and too big and it's not even that he's just too big look guys this size have played their base so it is harder um but he's just like not super coordinated you know he's not he's not super athletic out there he just he's just bad he's just a bad defensive player well, and, and honestly, that brings us to pretty much another subject. But, like, okay, if that's true, which you're you're probably right. So what do we do? Yeah. Like, you know, like, because Hoskins has a year left. I don't feel comfortable moving on from Hoskins and, and putting Bohm at first place at this point or first base at this point. Do I think Bohm could play left? Sure. That's awesome. We just signed two left fielders. Great. So so what do we do there? We don't think you can play third. We have Even four other. Even then, two. I wouldn't say I mean you I could probably I figure know, it out. I know. But yeah. I'm just I'm just talking out ideas of what we could possibly do with them. Like, is it gonna it, uh, are we trending towards a trade here? Like unless unless you're comfortable moving on from Hoskins and putting Bone at first base, which I, I, I don't feel comfortable doing that at this point. I don't know where we go from here. I, I unless it, I think it comes down to a trade. 
Yeah, that's where I'm at. I hate to say it, but I think that Alec Bohm's going to get traded. I think that that's probably what makes the most sense. Again, like you said, I really only see two options. Because look, like you just said, they signed two left fielders who literally can't play anywhere else in the field. So, you know, one of them's the agent, one of them's playing left field. That's it. Like, there'll be some random days where you could DH Bohm, um, you know, when Cassie needs a day off or Schwarber needs a day off or whatever, but you're certainly not keeping Bohm on the roster to be a pinch hitter slash once in a while DH type guy. So, yeah, I think you're trading him. I, again, the only other option, as you said, is is if they are not planning to sign Reese past this year and maybe you say, all right, Reese has the... And look, I don't think they're trading him this year. I mean, it'd be such a weird move to trade Reese right now while this thing's, you know, kind of you're going for it. So um, maybe they could trade him in the offseason with a year left, but it just doesn't seem like... It seems like the best use of the resources you have, assuming you can get something for Baum, which I, I do think you can get something for Baum. Like, he's still a, a third overall pick not that long ago. He is someone who has had legitimate offensive success at the major league level. In you know, he's he's looking good now, but obviously the, the rookie year. Um, and, and there are teams that have DHs open and have first base spots open where they can... Because I do think he played first base. You know, obviously not yet. He needs to, to learn to play the position. But I think you buy it first base with his body frame with, you know, again, I don't think he'll be a good first baseman. Don't get me wrong. I think he's going to be bad at any position he plays. But I think at least at first base with some some practice, he could be a, a passable first baseman. So, yeah, I don't love it. I don't think it's, you know, the best way for this all to play out. But I don't really see a path forward outside of trading him. Yeah. Um, and the, the shame of all of this and the shame of the – um, you know, the thing that happened Monday night and, and all the reaction is that like, he looks pretty good at the plate. Dude, he, he really, yeah. Like he, he smoked the ball, uh, Monday night, uh, hit a ball hard last night to make his first out of the season. And even today, uh, smoked the ball late. So you're, you're starting to see some signs of life. I just, I don't know how this whole puzzle comes together. And honestly, James, like the best case scenario now in my estimation is he, he hits the crap out of the ball and it ups his trade value and they can get some legitimate pieces back. Uh, cause I, I, I just don't know. Like I, I think Reese should be here long-term. Like I think Reese is a good player. I don't think it'll cost them a ridiculous amount to do it. I mean, I know he's a bone. Uh, I know he's a Boris client. Um, but I, I, it just, I, it doesn't feel like his market's going to be insane. Like if, if Castellanos got five hundred, I don't, I don't know what Reese gets. So, oh, cer- um, certainly less than that is the point. Well, no, I know, I know, and I think Castellanos is a really good offensive player. So, um, with a longer, like I, yeah, absolutely. So I don't know. It's uh, that's kind of the next evolution of the Bohm thing, and um, you know, I guess, I guess in a perfect world is that they move on from Didi this offseason, stop, play shortstop, and bone plays. Yeah, there, that's not... perfect. But, again, we round <laughs> well, back to no, the same issue, yeah. my friend. Knowing, knowing this bait. Well, as long as they sign Camargo to at least a, a five-year contract. Uh, this, we like... called it, by the way. You said it. Like, but by the end of the season, Philly's fans' favorite player is going to be Camargo. Like, he's going to be the guy that everyone Now, is. have you got the name yet? Camargo, right? it's Camargo. Camargo. I keep saying Carmago. What is going it's, on it's, with me, It's Jack? the camera's fault because the camera calls. Yes. That's how he pronounces it. It's a, a, a Rendon-Rendon you know, relapse. Yeah, but back. you follow baseball. Like, I do. You 
know Johan I do. I'm just Camargo. saying the wrong, the name wrong. Camargo, Carmar, Carmago. Like it just. If yeah, that doesn't even sound right. I know that. All right. <laughs> I, even when I'm saying it, I'm like, this sounds weird as I'm saying it. Camargo, Johan Camargo. Boom. There you go. We're good. He's a, he's yeah. a good player, man. Like, yeah, he's a he, he's a he's a baseball player. He's he's a guy you want on your team. He will struggle against spin, um, but. Uh, like he just he can play good defense and can hit a little bit. I mean, he's bad in five hundred on the year. So the only sw- only goals. switch hitter on the team, oddly enough, too. Well, yeah, because you ran Nappy out of town. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'll take that one on the chin. Hey, how about this? Ready? I've seen one game of Garrett Stubbs way better than Nappy. I don't know. He kind of looks like the cat, <laughs> and I like Garrett Stubbs. He kind of looks like every catcher in the home run derby, like. You know the catcher that's oh yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. on the home yeah. run yeah. That's what that, he reminds yeah. me of. Yeah. They plucked him from the Astros. Come on, Jack. Smart yeah. organization. Yeah. Well, well, and and plucked I him. like our now. There's only I, I I walking into this comment. I know there is maybe four people listening that care, <laughs> but the the fact that they traded Logan Cerny for him. Yep. Is for is just. It is awful. It's uh, and I think whatever Garrett Stubbs is fine. Like he's a backup catcher. There's no way you had to trade Logan Cerny to make that happen. You just did it. The guy is like he's twitched up. He's he's hitting he's tanks. Twitched he's, up. It's just like there's no dude is twitched up. Why do you. we have to give away talent to get role players like Garrett Stubbs? Yeah. Even even trading T.J. Rumsfeld for Nick Nelson. Like whatever. It's fine. But. Let's hold on to talented players. Give away the bad players. That's my main motto. I think that's a good philosophy. I'm not gonna lie to you. I yeah, maybe we, every, other teams should steal that. Yeah, that's called that's called being a GM. Look at you. Um, all right. Uh, let me look at my notes here. I got notes tonight, Jack. Oh, have one, we turned around this podcast? One, by the uh, way, I think we've turned it around. I think so. Uh, uh, you know. Um, all right. One more thing, and then take bag. Um, I will say, liked a little bit of tempers flaring today. Like Buck Showalter getting all fired up about, and it was clearly they were not hitting people on purpose. Like Buck, relax. But I like yeah, it. But I like, I like that. it. That's what I'm saying. I like it. I like it. Phillies Mets should be hatred. It should be vitriol. It should be looking across the diamond and saying, "I bleep and hate you." All right, not this place. I bleep and hate you. And today I felt a little bit of those juices. Big fan. Yeah, I mean the fact that. Yeah, well, Buck Showalter's clearly just making up for the like four years he's been without a job in the last two weeks. I mean, he's he's been on the top step a lot. Uh, I love first... watching him like waddle out too, my dude. Man. I, listen, I I freaking love Buck, Me Buck too. Showalter. I'm, I'm I, a great like maybe not the best manager, but dude's awesome. He's fun. I wish he was our manager. But oh, you know what? I do too. I I was like, of course you. Will. I definitely do. Yeah, yeah I yeah, definitely yeah. do. I wish I whoever who's the Mets bench coach. I'll take that guy. Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, you know, I, maybe maybe we can take Alex Cora in a year. You know, and uh, I'm sure oh, Boston will be looking to move. the best manager yeah. in baseball. No problem. Yeah, I mean Dombrowski hired him once. Yeah, yeah Dombrowski found him once. That so. dude's so. Hey, good, I mean, by the way, like we well, always talk about, like managers not mattering that much. Alex Cora, I think, actually matters a little bit. Dude, he's, a t- he's a, worth at least ten wins. Yeah, a year <laughs> dude's a amazing. He's amazing. So, but honestly, real quick, I know we've been doing a lot of future projections because the season's over, um, <laughs> but. 
like first off, uh, Dombrowski didn't even know that like Girardi had a, an option for next year. Like I think it's pretty clear that he's not really his guy. Like they're letting him be a lame duck manager this year, which doesn't totally happen. Um, if you look at the history of Dombrowski with managers, he's done pretty well. Now he did hire Leland twice, so I guess it's not like that hard. Right. Um, it's like hiring one of the one of the what, best. What, ever. What would you, yep. Like what would you say Leland is top top ten? Manager of all time. Oh man, um, he's up there. I mean, like it's hard to like compare. I th- certainly, of our era, he's high. You know, it's hard to. I mean, how do you com- yeah, how do you like, compare him to you know Connie Mack and and you know the the Leo DeRocher or whoever you want to say from that era. The you know Billy Martin, like these. You know Billy Martin won a ton of World Series. Casey Stengel, you know, like it's tough to compare. I mean, Casey Stengel's definitely higher, right, right, but right, you know right. what I mean. So, so I think of our he's era, a very good like manager. he's like right below the like Larusse is above him. Um, there aren't that many. Like you know, La I mean, he's basically she's basically a notch above Showalter and a not, notch below Larusse. Fair. I would say he's like multiple notches above Showalter and a notch below. Well, so, yes. I mean, he has, he's got what one title and one Showalter title, has yeah. none. Showalter has none, but he's made multiple world series. Showalter's never been in the world series. I don't think like, yeah, well, but he also the year after he left is like two teams that won world series. Yeah. I still would say Leland significantly above Showalter, okay. but regardless, yes, he's a notch below LaRusso. I think that's fair. I mean, like, Tory's in there. You know, you have to mention him and all that. But Sure. Yeah. Sure. This is a long-winded way of saying <laughs> that. Very, very long. Like, I did not expect to have to talk about Casey Stengel <laughs> on tonight's podcast or, like, Sparky Anderson. Or, like, Sparky, Earl another Weaver. good name. Sparky's up there. It's a good one. I'll take Manuel over all of them. Obviously, <laughs> oh, Philly guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I take chalk, man. Wait, did Jeff yeah. Singer just call into the pod? What just happened there? Yeah, hey, what's <laughs> up, boys? Yeah, good to talk to you, Jeff Singer. Here talking about the fightings. Um, so, but in in the history of Dabrowski, I know he's like pretty much hired Jim Leland, but uh, <laughs> he hired Jim Leland. He hired Alex Cora, so pretty good success when it comes to. Uh, hiring manager. So I'm, I'm ex- interested to see what his next move is. I pray, James, that it is Placido Polanco or Raul Abanez. Personally, Ooh, yeah, I would be in on either of those guys. But Abanez has been a a name for a while, and and I think you know he's one of those guys who everyone loved. Every team he was ever on, like everyone always talks so highly of him. Middleton definitely, Middleton definitely loves him. I mean, he like the fact that a and I like Raul, and I like that he was a Philly and all that stuff. But the fact that he spoke at the '09 World Series, like, yeah, it's, or no, 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 it wasn't that. It was um, the, uh, Doc Day. Yeah, Doc Day. Doc Day that's what it was. Yeah, not the. It's like I mean, he played with them for two. I don't know. It was it was it was an odd move, but he's a good talker, so I get it. Uh, but Polanco, it, it, he's in the Dodgers system right now, so I just you know. I, I I would love Placido Polanco to be this team's manager next year. Or Raul Bonias. Either one. I don't care. Just as long as it's not Joe Girardi. Yeah. Um, anybody but Joe. All right. Uh, as I watch Vlad Guerrero hit his third home run of the night for my fantasy uh, really? team. Really? Yeah, he just cranked one off wow. Jonathan Loisaga. Oh, that's honestly, that's surprising. Given how, like, Loisaga is awesome. Yeah, I know. Loisaga is good. Yeah, he just crushed it. Vlad is unreal, dude. He's unreal. I mean, honestly, the MVP is already over. Like I know. Soto. I know. Like him and Soda are winning the MVP, right? <laughs> I love him, dude. He's he is the most fun fantasy owner I've had in a while. Um, all right. Uh, take back. 
How is it this late? How? Okay, good. I, I, I honestly expect this to be a 30-minute pod, and we're well past that. All I have in the take bag is, uh, I actually mentioned this earlier on the radio, but like it, I figured it's worth a mention now. Um, late in games, left uh, managers are going to bring in lefty relievers, and Nola notwithstanding and back of the bullpen notwithstanding, JT being able to consistently deliver in the two-hole and not letting opposing managers or, or causing doubt, I would say, in opposing managers just going for a lefty, like a kind of lefty that's only good against lefties. Um, it, 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 like JT has to be able to make them pay in, in those scenarios because, you know, they're just going to go lefty on, on Schwarber, and if JT can't make them pay, then they'll do that and they'll leave Harper um, to, to, to face against a, a tough lefty. So uh, one of the key important, you know, pieces this year is JT being able to consistently deliver late against lefties. And I don't know totally how I feel about that. It was good what he did um, Monday night off of Rodriguez, who I totally forgot was a Philly, by the way. Joe like didn't, I didn't totally forget about it. Like I thought he's a Philly, but I was like, no way. That was a hundred <laughs> years ago. And he's still around. Like I think like baseball players are just around forever. So, yeah. um, but that's going to be one of the key parts of the season as we hope to uh, turn this thing around. Is JT consistently be able to deliver late against uh, lefty lefty pitchers? Well, this jives with your take that you told me earlier that lefty lefty matchups should not be allowed in baseball. Yes, uh, if you really want to get <laughs> into the take bag, if you want to uh, fix the sport, is what Jack yes. Fritz said. You want to fix baseball, ban lefty on lefties. It is not fun. It is rally killing. It is almost always ends up in weak contact or strikeouts. It is not fun. Uh, oh, lefty you, you on know lefty. what that sounds like? What does that sound like? I feel like it's something we've watched our whole lives. Oh, yeah. The pitcher hitting. Just saying. <laughs> All right. Cool. <laughs> yeah. But as I always said. It was not about. <laughs> I knew they couldn't. I knew they couldn't. Um, yes. So I felt good about that one. I enjoyed that. Lefty on lefty should be <laughs> illegal after the seventh inning. If you're if you are a starter, it's fine. But lefty lefty after the seventh inning needs to be banned. Love it. Um, it's a great thing. And maybe it's just because I'm trying to salvage my like the like Kyle Schwarber striking out uh, every time he's at, at the plate right now is really just taking a toll on me. Disappointing. Um, and my Twitter mentions. Um, HK passed away 13 years ago today. R.I.P. HK. Um, the soundtrack of our summers. I still wish I was able to be alive for Harry and Whitey. Um, I'm glad I was able to be around for a good amount of Harry, but. Um, R.I.P. Harry and Seltzer didn't know who his last home run call was earlier. I today, did. So I did. He's really a fraud. Yeah, that was good work by you. And R.I.P. Harry, the best, just the best. Yes, I did not remember Matt Stairs. That's the answer. Who could forget? Uh, who could forget? Who yes. could forget? Uh, real quick. Do we want to? You... Do we want to say your your missed Harry moment from earlier today, or should we just give over that one? We thought the Kim Batiste hit was in the World Series. Or do we want to? Well, that? you didn't. Yeah, you just you changed yeah. your mind. Decided. I'm just gonna. Say I just it said I was gonna. Yeah. I was gonna not say it, and I was like, you know what? Now you just threw me under the bus. I'll throw you under the bus too. <laughs> Why not? 
And then at the, he put, literally said it, and then at the end of the call, he says, and the Phillies win game one of the league championship. It was so good. Well, I mean, you deserved me throwing you <laughs> under the bus after you. Th- no, but you threw my, my forbidden take out on the take bag, so I didn't expect that. Was that I had forbidden? Just I that. thought it was a good no, take. No, it, it wasn't forbidden. Yeah. I was just kidding. Um, yeah, listen. I wasn't in my mid twenties like you were in 1993, so sorry I wasn't <laughs> fully up to date as to when the Kim Batiste uh, single or whatever was to beat them. I knew it was the Braves. I had a mental lapse. Angelina was slow on the cuts today, so I wanted to make sure I set it up right. And I just I had a mental flub trying to make sure that we didn't have dead air because I was so paranoid after the first one. Yeah, I, I so think, now I'm ripping Angelina. I think that's good. I think that's good. That's I love. What we I do. love how you've just totally thrown it around. This is good work. <laughs> uh, real quick, top five. Uh, oh, top- God, he's serious. You are obsessed. This is well, like second actual, one today. Yeah, this is like an actual uh, uh, a thing. Like yeah. you know, I'm yeah. starting to get worried about. I it. didn't even. I didn't do even. You, throw do up. you come home at night and say, "Hey, Jill, top five of my day. Let's go." No, I really. Oh, I, you know when I put together my top fives, five minutes before I remember we have to record. <laughs> We're recording high hopes tonight. Is when I do the top five. Um, I didn't even get into my other segment that I came up with, with oh. which is the which is the Girardi files. Oh God, um, sounds like that's a hoot. It's really just. It's really just. He left this guy in too long. <laughs> there's, nothing, there's nothing groundbreaking. And there's the another Girardi episode files. of the Girardi files. <laughs> Oh, he left a reliever having the night of his life and for an inning too long. And he, he saw his velo dip by four miles an hour, and Joe's just sitting in the dugout with his arms folded, looking at charts <laughs> oh instead of looking God. at what's happening on the field. I love the Girardi Files. It's good. Just another night in the Girardi Files. Yes. <laughs> Maybe Fox will pick it up and they'll bring it back as like uh, yes, the X Files reboot. Jillian Anderson and Joe Girardi. What a cast. <sighs> What a manager. Uh, top five things I currently hate about the Mets. <laughs> Number five is Max Scherzer. I can't. I, I keep forgetting he's a Met. You brought him up earlier. Um, I hate that his eye colors match the uniforms. Yeah. That drives me crazy. Yeah. Uh, him getting mad today. Like, relax, man. Um, I hate that he's a Met. He's such a Met. Um, get out of the NL East. I'm looking forward to the day you retire. Um, you aren't even good anymore like if you own max scherzer in fantasy trade him now because he's not that Ooh, good that was a good he's take. Just not I love you he's just dropping that, that take in there that was good uh number four is drew smith looks exactly like spencer howard and i don't like thinking about spencer Ooh, howard so. i like that one too he does look a lot like <laughs> spencer howard like exactly like yeah spencer Howard. yeah so drew smith is awful uh number three is Brandon freaking Nimmo. Uh, how is he not uh, number one? I, I no, hate him so he's much. Number one is I personal. even watching the game with Emily explained to her about the running to first base on the walk thing, and now she hates him. Like she was like, That's so dumb. Like what a loser. She couldn't stand. It. One of the dorkiest things I've ever seen in my life. Like it's it is not cool. It is not a well, cool and it's an advantage. Like, look, it's one thing. Like, yes, you could theoretically take second base if someone throws the ball away or whatever. But don't you think if they know you're the 
the idiot who runs to first base all the time, they're going to pay attention to you and they're not going to make a mistake because they're more locked in on you because they know you're the idiot who runs first base every time. Like, there's so much, like, the only way you have a chance if you kind of rope a dope them a little bit, let them know you're not running, and then take off when someone messes up. Like, they, they know they're paying attention to you because you're at first base immediately, you idiot. You're just wasting energy and looking like a loser. No one should be allowed to play professional sports from the state of Wyoming. Ooh, good How's take. That? Love that. Is he from Wyoming? That is such a good take. Yes. He does look like <laughs> a loser from Wyoming, doesn't he? <laughs> doesn't it just Sorry make any, more sense now? Sorry to any of our Wyoming listeners. I know we're huge there. Uh, yeah, we uh oh, let me make sure he's from Wyoming. We have we have ones of yes. listeners in Wyoming. So Yes, he's from Cheyenne, Wyoming. Of course he is. The you, the capital. Sure. I, you sure about that? Yeah. Okay. I am sure. That's good. Uh number two <laughs> you, you clearly is, were not sure. No, not at all. Um number two is obviously their fans. I mean, just like the let's go mess chant every time they took a lead it was like they would just won the world series um they're annoying online and it's like it's like you guys are just as cur- like cursed as the phillies i like, know i'm so with you going through this yes. together they like, act why? like oh the phillies losers like you're losers too you lose all we've won a world series way more recent than you have losers and it's just like they they all have the same i uh, they just awful fan. I I actually think they're worse than Cowboys fans wow, around here. I what really a take do. That is that is a fire. Like because well, Cowboys fans are, are aren't even real anymore. Like yeah. they're just trolling at no this point. No one cares. Yeah, it's a good one. I yeah. like that. Like the like Eagles Cowboys is dead. Two one five five nine. Um, and the number one thing I hate about the Mets, I, I, <sighs> wow. Really there struggling is, to get this one out. There's no baseball player in my entire life that I have loathed more than Pete Alonso. Like, he is so uncool. He definitely had no friends growing yeah, up. Yeah, for sure. Like, he hit a home run the other day in Washington and is like blowing kisses to the crowd. Like you're not that guy, Pete. Like you're just not just be the dorky first baseman. I hope he never enters into a home run derby again. I can't take the dancing. Oh, you know, my uh, take to, on this. This is, this I know is my, it's my, like, this is my, I planted my flag on this. I don't like that. He is trying to be a, a voice for make baseball fun again. I just, he's not that guy. Like, he is a massive dork. I can't take Pete Alonso. I can't take him, like, making plays at first base, which is, like, you should not be able to do that. Like, you just go be a loaf at first base. But he's, like, shockingly pretty good at playing defense. Oh, he's uh, quite defense. good. Yeah. Um, and it's, like, I feel like he hits balls 700 feet against us. Um, I can't stand him. I cannot stand Pete Alonso. The number one thing I hate about the Mets and – I I don't think I will ever hate a baseball player more in my entire wow. life. Wow. I don't I've never hated an opposing player wow. as much as I hate Pete Alonso. I didn't hate Chipper that much. I didn't hate David Wright. Wow. I didn't like Jose Reyes bothered me. Um I'm trying to think of like like dude, Pete Alonso, it's like you're not cool. Stop trying to be a cool guy. Just be a dork. But then he does be a dork, and then I hate him for being a dork. 
I can't stand Pete Alonso. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm not. You're not gonna get any pushback from me on this. I think he's the worst. He's more annoying Such than illusion. Nimmo. Like, do you think he's more annoying than Nimmo? I don't know. They're close. He's better, so that alone makes him more annoying. And from that perspective, it's close, man. I mean, Nimmo is he's a real deal loser, man. I mean, he's a he's a, he's a real deal loser. I mean, he is a full on loser. So you know, it's pretty it's pretty close. It's pretty close. I'm glad I was able to run. I'm happy I, you got I, that off your chest. It felt like I that needed was, to. That was faster. You know. Every time I see him play, and I think about the home run derby and him. Dancing, bopping his head around. I know. I know. Oh, and oh, the, the worst. The worst. Very with you. He is. He, the, the, the Mets are a really hateable team. Like, they're a hateable team between Alonzo and Nimmo and now freaking Scherzer there. And, you know, I don't like them. I I, I really don't like them. So, it's what. I like DeGrom. Yeah, That's but he's not it. playing. So, it's easy to, you know, forget that he's there. He's just an opener. Yeah, he's just an opener. He's not that good. Um, all right, is that the end of the take back? <laughs> yeah, that's all. In the top, it was good. It was more than I expected. Um, all right, you got any final thoughts? Uh, Somehow listen. we get an hour. I don't. I have no hey. idea how this. I was. I was ready to go to bed an hour ago, and we're here. Hey, we did it. Hey, hey, we showed up. If only the Phillies the first, would show up, right? The first eighteen minutes of this podcast <laughs> were, were downers, but I think everything past that was pretty good. And just take three or four and make me happy again. Love it. Uh, shout out. Uh, my final thought. Shout out to the Phillies fans who took the phone out of the guy in the Pete Alonso jerseys fan uh, hands and threw it on the field. Have you seen this video, Jack? <laughs> no, it's, so. it's hilarious. Go on Twitter. Check it out. Everyone listening, check it out. Dude, like the Mets fan is walking up the aisle, like filming. You can't hear him, but it seems like he's like, oh, you know, just Philly, whatever. And, and this Philly fan just walks up, grabs the phone out of his hand, and chucks it on the field and walks away. It is an epic video. Shout out to that dude, you rule. The guy's in a Pete Alonso jersey, so you'll definitely appreciate it. Shout out to that dude, Jack. Oh, I just saw it. That's a great thought. It's a great, right? That's great. Like, that is strong work right there. Like did, also, I thought the guy that threw the threw it was my friend for a second, <laughs> but it, it was not. So we're all good. Um, but yeah. So win, two, uh, win yeah, that's a good four. video. Win three of four. All right, beat the Marlins. Beat the Marlins. You know, we just talked about this whole Nola thing and the Mets and it feeling like freaking Groundhog Day. You want to prove to us you're good and there's going to be a good season. Handle the freaking Marlins, okay? Because that's something the Phillies never, ever do. You're right. They never do that. So let's, let's change that this weekend. All right. Listen, you sound, you sound like you've, you've given it all you have. So I appreciate it, buddy. I really, I'm like Nola the third time through a lineup. Right <laughs> I really appreciate it. You, you gave it all you had. Uh, all right. We'll be back uh, later in the or weekend. Yeah, Sunday night, right? I'm sure we will. That's the Correct. plan. That's the plan. Unless, it, you know, it, here's what I'm going to say. If if God forbid they get swept by the Marlins, you might never hear from us again. But <laughs> things don't go too bad. We'll definitely be back Sunday night. He's for some seltzer. We'll see you later.